Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 389th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So, But first off, first off, I want to thank all the essential, essential personnel for keeping us safe during this unprecedented era. It continues, the coronavirus uh, continues to have devastating effects across the globe and, of course, right in the world of sports as well. Leading into my highlight of the week, which is that the NFL draft, the first sports, quote, event of significance in what feels like forever, finally takes place this week and not a moment too soon. Uh, I think everybody is just so much looking forward to any sports Occurrence, event, whatever you want to call it, of significance. And this is really, again, the first one in a while. And begins Thursday night at 8 o'clock. Of course, it's going to be a virtual draft. And we got a sneak peek at what that might look like in on Friday night when the WNBA held their draft virtually. And... I tuned in and out on a few occasions, and uh, it, it seemed like it really went really well. So that gave me every expectation that the NFL draft will go really well. Uh, no question they'll be doing it upright, and uh, I guess Roger Goodell will be the commissioner, will be uh, leading the draft, as he always does, but this time he'll be doing it from his home outside New York City. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And then it feels like, it uh, seems like everybody, whether it's GMs, coaches, other personnel people, will be uh, doing it from their home uh, for the most part. And today, there's actually a trial run uh, for the NFL draft. So see, make sure, final check, get everything buttoned up. But again, based on what we saw on Friday, I uh, have every reason to believe that, uh, you know, with the WNBA draft having gone so well, that the NFL draft should go well. It, of course, goes on for a few days, so there's going to be a lot to do there. Um, you know, just a lot to uh, absorb and, of course, the biggest problem during uh, self-quarantining, no sports and whatnot, of obviously the creation of new content. There is none. There are no games being played, basically. So there's nothing new to talk about. Hence, the debut last night, I'm sure, moved up of uh, The Last Dance, the 10-part documentary on ESPN about Michael Jordan and the 97-98 Bulls, and that's just exactly uh, what the issue is right now, is there's just no new content uh, for all the sports channels, myself included, uh, to discuss. So the NFL draft uh, has a lot of meat on those bones, so that's really going to make a, a, just a huge difference, because it's not only... 
draws in obviously the NFL fans, but the college fans, uh, hundreds of picks, covers just uh, all across America and beyond. So it's really going to be something welcome and something that again will occupy uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday coming up this weekend, as well as uh, you know the analysis far beyond. So. NFL just does such a great job with the draft, so I'm sure they'll do another great job this week, no doubt. My low light of the week is the Boston Marathon, which would have been today, uh, which is Patriots Day. Uh, It's a state holiday here in Massachusetts. It, of course, Patriots Day, for those of you who don't know, it's when basically the Revolutionary War began with... uh, Uh, The Battles of Concord and Lexington, which are reenacted on this day up here. And uh, more than just the marathon, it comes complete with an 11 a.m. Red Sox home game at Fenway Park uh, that typically finishes at around uh, 2, 2.30. Runners typically cross the finish line, the leaders, at somewhere around 2.05 to 2.10 p.m. in the afternoon, and again, Fenway Park is located just hop, skip, and a jump down to Kenmore Square, where all the runners come through. It obviously goes on for hours and hours, starting at about 5, 10 after 2, so it's a fabulous dynamic of the fans coming out of Fenway Park, walking right down the street to Kenmore Square, where the thousands of runners are just running on by and so it's just uh, an event like no other and tradition like no other uh just just like the masters and it's a pure pure massachusetts holiday of the the highest level so the fact it's not happening today uh is just sad just yet another example of what really has just become uh, an unprecedented situation, leading into my bizarre story of the week, which is just simply the continued effect of the COVID-19 on the sports world. And it's like the word of the year just feels like it's cancellations or and or postponements. It's just nonstop. It's uh, nary a day goes by when you don't, uh, don't see of some event, many major Uh, being canceled or postponed. And speaking of postponed, the marathon is not canceled, but postponed till September of this year, Uh, which, you know, a lot of things are being postponed back to that era, back to that time frame, including, of course, the, uh, you know, the golf's majors, all in August and right up through Thanksgiving when the Masters is scheduled to be held. So it's, uh, again, just a strange world that we seem to be living in, and uh, and we hope the marathon does indeed get held, uh, and dare I say, there's nothing like September in Boston when you have all the students returning as in 100,000 strong. We'll see how that turns out this year. Um Labor Day weekend in Boston is typically a sight to behold. I think the marathon is a week or so after that rescheduled marathon. And, uh, and of course, you have football starting. Um, but most importantly, the weather. The weather in Boston in September is spectacular. I've always said that, uh, you know, literally the, the Monday night of Labor Day, you can feel the temperature turning to fall. Uh, that very night, it's an amazing phenomenon that occurs here in New England. It can be, it can feel like summer on Sunday night of Labor Day weekend, and uh, nine times out of ten, it feels like uh, fall. The, the, that Monday night of Labor Day weekend, it's that distinct. Um, so, again, the NFL draft. We're all really excited about it. And looking forward to it. So, uh, we're going to now take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert to discuss the NFL draft. And that, would, of course, would be A.P. Stedham. 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, <clears throat> welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. So glad to be on your show. Thank you for having me. We're glad to have you on, uh, and we're glad also to finally have arrived at the week of the NFL draft. It, of course, begins this Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's a virtual draft, as we all know by now. And uh, I watched some of the WNBA virtual draft this past Friday night tuned in and out on a few different occasions, and it seemed like it went really well. So I think that bodes well for the NFL, AP. Yeah, I guess if the WNBA can manage, the NFL can. They're an older league, and so, yeah, sure, sure. Exactly, exactly. And uh, by the way, before I forget, nice touch where they paid tribute to Kobe and Gigi Bryant. Uh, I believe they announced Gigi's name as like a draft pick, which I thought was a really nice touch. And, uh, but yeah, the WNBA did it right. Uh, I, of course, you and I are very familiar with the WNBA having covered the Connecticut sun on numerous occasions down there in, uh, Mohegan sun in Connecticut. And so, yeah, they, they do it upright. And, uh, I thought they did a nice job on, Friday night, but AP, we've talked about this before in the last week or two, you know, and with each passing day, it becomes more and more obvious to me that they're just going to get record, record ratings. I mean, there's a lot of meat on the bones when it comes to an NFL draft. By that, I mean, 
you have all the fans of NFL teams, you have all the fans of college teams, kids getting drafted, and you put that combination together, and it's just gold. Yeah, John, and there's some allure in intriguing moments that will take place, and uh, fans will, uh, you know, have been anticipating the draft of Tua Tungvaluwa. Uh, the quarterback because of his inju- injuries and people are not certain if uh, all the teams uh, think he's a type of player that can endure such a, a rugged NFL season. Correct. Well, he has become the uh, easily the most talked about player in this draft given his injury history and his devastating injury uh uh, last fall to the hip, uh, doctors say he's fully recovered. Uh, he's had a couple other injuries prior to that. So there's some question marks out there, but the upside is tantalizing to, to say the least. Uh, yeah, some chatter up here in new England about, uh, you know, the Patriots showing an interest in Tua. And, uh, so that's uh, that, that, that's getting noticed, needless to say. Obviously, Tom Brady has moved on. Um, so I, I think that's the kind of thing that would help get the fans juiced. And, oh, by the way, the, before I forget, AP, the Patriots unveiled new uniforms this morning. Um, today is Patriots Day, the day that the marathon should have been run. Uh, state holiday. And uh, so the Patriots chose to appropriately i'd say you know to make patriots day the day of the debut but i think a lot of fans up here would like to see Tua wearing that new jersey come september <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and if that happened if they keep jared stedham it'd be an alabama auburn rivalry again exactly just exactly what i was thinking it took the thought right out of my head uh yeah, well, there's no doubt they know each other. Um, obviously, they all do these days and uh, long before they get to college. But, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. You know, Jared Stedham, Stedham continues to be well thought of up here by fans. Again, everybody's just settled into a comfort zone that it will likely be Jared Stedham. There, there's no you and cry up here, AP, for... To a, or for the Patriots in general to draft a quarterback, but right. I'm sure I'm sure if they did, a lot of people would be very excited. But no, nobody tries to predict what Bill Belichick's going to do in the draft. That's for darn sure. No, no. I mean, it's he's really closed mouth, and he has that culture that makes sure everyone's keeping quiet, and the information flow is within and it never uh, reaches outside that building correct exactly and uh yeah so it's going to be fun of course it seems like at this point ap that uh you know joe burrow is the a lock to be the bengal's number one pick grew up a couple hours away from cincinnati and uh so I, I, you know, I think it's great. We all know his story uh, had maybe one of the greatest, had definitely one of the greatest college football seasons in history last year after transferring out of Ohio State. And uh, I think that's in the bag, so no drama there. And by the way, just while I'm thinking, well, I'm noticing that Trevon Diggs is being interviewed as we speak live on ESPN Sports Center. One of many Alabama players set to go in this year's draft, correct? Uh, yeah, Trayvon Diggs. You know, he's a, a bigger than his brother. And he's always had a lot of talent, John, because he, he came into Alabama, played some offense, played some defense, won the starting position at a cornerback, lost it, got injured, was in the doghouse. He's had a circuitous route to being a starting cornerback at Alabama, and he got a chance to be, be in the first round because of his size, I believe. And But like I said, only one one team, one person has to like you, but, but so we're not certain if he's going to be in the first round. Uh, if he does, I think it would break the record for Alabama because I believe there will be four offensive players 
taken in the first round by Alabama, which is, I guess, the first time since 1968. USC, uh, Ron Yeri was one of those players. I think at O.J. Simpson, Earl McCullough, and uh, an offensive lineman. That's the last time they had four offensive players taken in the first round. I believe that's correct. So that could set a record for Alabama, four offensive players. And if they had the fifth player, that would be the most by Alabama in one round. And possibly Xavier McKinney is a safety. So that would be uh, six players in the first round for Alabama. It's a possibility. Wow. That would be like the high water mark, practically. And they've had some spectacular drafts recently, obviously, over the past decade or so. But breaking that kind of a record would be amazing. Now, Trayvon Diggs plays on defense, right? Defensive back, correct? Yeah, Trayvon Diggs, like I say, he started a little bit on offense rather than yep. when he first arrived. And then he ended up being... Uh, uh, you know, played the defense. He's a good player. He has the ability because of his, his physical stature to be a productive cornerback in the NFL. I mean, you see more more of these big receivers. So if you can get him on your team and um, coach him, that'd be great. I always tell people, I mean, I think this is kind of a true statement, John, that, you know, Nick Saban primarily coaches those defensive backs. I mean, he concentrates on that position. I mean, that's what he coached in, in the pros, and he was Bill Belichick's defensive coordinator. And I'm thinking, and I don't know this, but I'm, I'm thinking this is a pretty true statement. If they're not prepared by now to play defensive back in the NFL, uh, they're, they're not, you shouldn't draft them coming out of Alabama. Right. Good point. Good point. Because I, uh, I don't know what else you, I don't know what else you could do with them, John. I really don't. When when they arrive um, on your team and you start to practice and and groom them, I'm not sure there's much more that could be done. Because if you believe Nick Saban's a great coach, I haven't say, heard anybody say different. Uh, what else are you going to add? Correct. You're very good observation. Uh, I, I didn't really know that that was, uh, you know, that Nick Saban. You know, gives a little extra time, shall we say. Devotes a little extra time towards oh. coaching the defensive backs. Uh, interesting. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, yes. He kind of proclaims to be the highest paid graduate assistant in college football. Okay. Wow. Um, that's interesting. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. We all know, I, I always knew he had sort of a, a defensive background. Uh, uh, so, again... No surprise there, just a little bit uh, extra oomph when it comes to defensive backs. And, of course, Trayvon Diggs is the younger brother of, uh, surprising to say this, Buffalo Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, who, of course, has been uh, with the Vikings the past few years, made the famous miracle catch a couple years ago against the Saints in the playoffs. But So, yeah, and just watching Trayvon here with, with the audio off, uh, he, he looks like he's uh, got a big personality as well. Like his brother. Yes. Yes, yes. And uh, I remember watching his brother play in college. He's very impressive. He's elusive. He's fast. And I know that he was he could have went to any school in, in America, but he chose to stay uh, with his home state, University of Maryland. Okay. Right. So he's from up in Maryland. A lot of good football Correct. players. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, yeah. that's where Alabama's Chase been- you. Go ahead. No, I said Alabama's been going up there on a regular basis for the last half dozen years or so, getting players. Interesting. Wow. And I believe uh, the presumptive number two pick in the draft, Chase Young out of Ohio State, is from Maryland as well, or certainly played at the Matha, a legendary uh, program outside D.C., uh, known for basketball, but pretty good in football as well. Oh, yes. Quite a few players. Alabama's had a... A number of uh, athletes come from that school. Most definitely, the uh, the uh, Cyrus Quanjo and Ari Quanjo both came from there. Okay, yeah. Again, legendary uh, basketball school, but you know, certainly a uh, top-flight football school as well. Who has been churning out some big-time football players in recent years. Um, so yeah, so I, I think AP, we've suddenly just, uh, talked about really the first two, you know, picks in the draft, certainly referenced him and that Joe Burrow 
and uh, and of course Chase Young. Uh, Bengals would likely pick Joe Burrow on Thursday night at about 8.05 p.m. Eastern time. Redskins, uh, I'm guessing, partly do. You know, it's all about talent, but, you know, the fact he played high school ball in the D.C. area doesn't hurt. We'll likely take no. Chase Young. And then that uh, that brings us into, you know, the number three pick, which is the Detroit Lions. Uh, but why don't we take our break before we delve into that? And uh, and we still have a whole, a whole first round to look at. Uh, and we'll do that on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we uh, started talking about uh, the upcoming NFL draft in the previous segment, we touched on Joe Burrow being the presumptive number one pick by the Bengals, Chase Young being the likely number two pick by the Redskins. So that brings us to number three, which would be the Detroit Lions uh, looking at one NFL uh, mock draft and they're showing Derek Brown, a defensive lineman out of Auburn, so someone that you're familiar with, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, he's a big, powerful player, and I really like his athleticism uh, in the middle because uh, we stated many times, if you can disrupt that quarterback, his ability to step forward and and give him some hesitation, that can really add to your defensive prowess because uh, Derek, he's about 6'5", full 300 or so pounds, and he's light on his feet. 
uh, I, I just think that if you put him in the middle, it, it'll be a good defensive selection for your team because, as I said, he he can be a disruptive force in the passing game, but he's a good uh, run stopper as well. And, but he he's more than just a big man uh, plugging a hole. Right. So he's a defensive tackle in the middle, right. in the interior. And yeah, I remember watching him a couple games. Yeah, he's a bit of a game wrecker himself, not on quite the level of Chase Young, who is, who makes basically spectacular and timely sacks, very often strip sacks, what have you. But Derek Brown is, again, a game wrecker in his own right, who can really dominate, if not a whole game, periods of games, important parts of games. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I like it when you put on the tape and you're looking for a playmaker, his name comes up. I mean, when you're watching right. it, sometimes you see these guys and you have them in the shorts and you say, you know, 6'5", 300, runs this at this speed and does the um, different drills at, at a certain speed. But when you turn on the tape, you say, where, where is he? You know, point right. him out to me. Not with Derek Brown. You're watching the game and say, who, who is that big fella? Who's that big fella? There you go. Well said. I remember asking that uh, once or twice when I was watching Auburn last year. You know, you, you keep hearing the name, and at some point you just say, who is that? Exactly right. Well said. Uh, Detroit Lions, as the team picking number three. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, they need some anchors there. You know, the Matthew Stafford, you know, they his health is just questionable. I mean, he had a nice streak of... You know, consecutive games started, but he was hurt last year, and uh, they were, frankly, awful without him, hence the number three position in the draft. But, (laughs) you know, they need to get it, you know, it's been quite the drought up there in Detroit, and uh, I would like to see them make, you know, a great pick. I'd like to see them get good. I've always liked the Lions. There was a, a famous player from my hometown of Altoona, Pennsylvania, named Ed Flanagan, who was their center in the 1960s. Uh, played college yes. ball at Purdue, so I followed the Lions my whole life and I've always liked them. Been to the Ford Field a couple times, for one for a Lions game and then and for the Super Bowl when the Steelers beat the Seahawks. So know the, know the field well, the area, the team, all of it. So... I'd like to see him get him right, and AP, a defensive lineman, you, you know, you need only go back, back to uh, Joe Green as the first ever draft pick of Chuck Nolan, the Steelers, to know that a defensive tackle can make a big difference, right? <laughs> We're looking for an example. Oh, Joe yeah, Green absolutely. is the ultimate. Absolutely. You stopped it. Yeah, you stopped it. Run, disrupt the quarterback. You, you're on your way to having a pretty good ball club, and you're strong up the middle. Uh, and the, Detroit has a little bit of advantage, John, I mean, through the years. If you didn't know anything about them, they were on Thanksgiving. So everyone got was able to witness the Detroit Lions. Exactly right. It's like a signature uh, part of the franchise. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's always at noon on Thanksgiving Day. And, uh, you know, dinners typically follows. But you're, you're absolutely right, AP. That, that just gives them something like no other. Of course, in recent years, the, you know, well, for a lot of years, the Dallas Cowboys have now own the late afternoon slot on Thanksgiving yes. Day, uh, and then usually on Thanksgiving night is pretty much a premier uh, game year in year out, uh, like a really good game because it's massive ratings. Yes, yes, and John, people did not want that second game. And the Cowboys, I think, did the league a favor. They were asked one year. I'm not sh- sure exactly the time frame, but they took that over. And, of course, they made it their staple. And everybody would like it now. But they they obliged the league, I believe. That's a story I recall. And now they own it. Right, right. And, of course, anybody who's familiar with that second game remembers that was it was Thanksgiving Day when Clint Longley come on off the bench as quarterback and led one of the great comebacks in NFL history and became a household name, you know, in for, in one day. Yes. And yeah. to this day still yeah. is, you know, people like me remember him right off the top of my head without any hesitation. 
because of what he did uh, one Thanksgiving evening down there in Dallas. So, but you're right, AP. Yeah, there's nothing like the Thanksgiving Day game. Um, you, just nothing like it. I mean, where I grew up with a guy from our hometown as the starting center, the entire town was frozen uh, for three hours because it was back in the day in the 60s that was the only chance we pretty much got to see the Detroit Lions. That's it. Um, so, uh, so the entire town, let's just say nobody was eating before 3 PM in Altoona, Pennsylvania, and probably, uh, you you know, on Thanksgiving day dinner, no, no dinner occurred before 3 PM. Trust me. (laughs) Um, because it was the one, one day of the year we got to see our hometown boy, but yeah, I, I would love to see again. It'd be nice to see the lions really get it right. And, you know, there's always a lot to like with the Lions. They play in some interesting games. Matthew Stafford is an interesting quarterback, no doubt about it. There's always some talent there, but they just cannot seem to break through. Yeah, Really frustrating, I'm sure, for Detroit fans who are as loyal as they come. No, no, they've had the Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, two premier yep. offensive players, and there you go. Matt Stafford with the big arm, and it's they just can't seem to have any success. I don't know the last time they won a playoff game, John. I'm really not certain. And that's how, if I was reviewing a team's success, I'm thinking, all right, how many playoff games did you win and when was the last time you had some magic uh, winning those games? Bingo. That's that's my gauge of success as well, AP. You know, I do remember they lost uh, what I believe was a pretty – yeah, a game to the Dallas Cowboys, playoff game to the Cowboys. I know that for a fact a few years back. And what I remember is there was a very, very controversial call went against the Lions and contributed to that loss. And uh, But, yeah, I think it's been forever since they won a playoff game. And, you know, it can't be ignored. There's two teams that have never appeared in a Super Bowl, uh, and they're both, you know, Originals. Uh, no one more original than the Detroit Lions, of course, and the Cleveland Browns are the other team. The only two teams that have never even been in a Super Bowl, which when you step back and think about it, is like just hard to fathom. And, mm-hmm. you know, the owner of the Detroit Lions, it's the Ford family, of course, and at this point in time, it's Martha Ford. Um, and, you know, she's... Uh, she does a great job. You know, she took control when her husband died a few years ago and is really involved and visible. And she apparently loves Matt Patricia. Uh, at least last time I saw a special on her or the, you know, some clip between her and Matt Patricia. Uh, of course he was the Patriots defensive coordinator with the beard and the pencil in the ear. Um, yes. I think he's entering his third year AP. He needs to, uh, you know, he, he, she, I'm sure she does love him. He's an interesting guy to say the least did a good job with the Patriots, but, uh, hasn't quite, you know, done the job there. It's not happening yet up there. It's just, that's just that simple. It's not happening yet. No, no, John, I'm looking at the record here. Believe it or not, the last victory by the Detroit lions was January 5th. 1992, they beat the Dallas Cowboys 38-6. to Wow. Amazing. Um, that's a long playoff stretch. Victory. Playoff victory. Yeah, that's a long... Yeah, they, they had their wild card game in 2017 of January. They lost to Seattle 26-6. to So, um, and in, in between there, they, they've... Like I said, since that 92 loss, they've had... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think it's eight losses in the playoffs. So that's what twenty-seven, twenty-eight years. Eight more games. That's, that's so they've lost eight difficult. playoff games in a row. Right. Oh boy, that's not good. Uh, you know, that's not going to get them back to a Super Bowl or, or back to a Super Bowl to a Super Bowl. Period. Forget the back part. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. 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 Yeah, been well, in like uh, yeah, there's those other eight times and haven't won a game. So eight out of the twenty-seven, twenty-eight years since ninety, 
92, whatever that is, that's not a good record. Eight times in the playoffs, that's a lot of a lot of dry spells in there in between. Sure is, sure is. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, whatever they do in this draft with the number three pick, that's a biggie, um, you know, gets them started on the road and, you know, you combine something like that, maybe a game changer on defense with a healthy math, Matthew Stafford returning, Um and maybe this is the year they kind of, kind of start to put it together. But, you know, you still have a good Vikings team in their division. Obviously, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, yeah, the NFC North. Um, tough division, you, you know, to put it mildly. So, uh, And not to mention the Chicago Bears, you know, who now have Nick Foles. Um, so yeah, uh, they got their work cut out for them. Um, so we shall see, but you know, it starts with the number three pick this Thursday night. So it should be fun. So got a little diverted there, uh, quasi draft talk, but just as much, uh, uh, focus on the Detroit lions, which is fun. Um, and why don't we take our final break AP, uh, still talk a little further draft on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Needless to say, my pick of the week Glad to have one. <laughs> it's not every week these days that you can get a pick of the week uh, for sports, but we have one this week. It's of course the <laughs> NFL draft. I know, I know. It's that was a disappearing part of our show, the appointment viewing pick of the week for appointment viewing. But we do have one Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sounds good just to say it. Three days of NFL draft starts at 8 p.m. Thursday, uh, Eastern Time. At AP, it's a virtual draft, and 
during the break we were talking and you brought up an interesting point about something that's going to be dramatically different. Uh, you and I have both covered drafts in person, so we get we get this exactly what you're saying, right? Uh, John, on my, my many rendezvous to the draft at Radio City Music Hall in New York City, it was always uh, highly anticipated to hear the New York Jets and the New York Giants with their draft and the audience reaction. So we're not going to be able to hear that because it's a virtual draft this time from uh, Roger Goodell's basement in, I think, Bronxville, New York. And, and then also we're missing the, the fact that uh, the draft would have been in Las Vegas. We would have heard all the Raider fans, and they're usually very vociferous as well. So those are three, three teams that I always like to hear the reaction from the audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And couldn't agree more. And uh, I myself have covered a, a couple of NFL drafts at Radio City. Of course, that's where you and I first met years ago. And uh, yeah, and I always think of the Jets fans as being a little more boisterous or more reactionary, for lack of a better word, which is consistent with if you compare the Jets and the Giants, you know, to say that the Jets fans are a little more uh, emotional would be. Uh, an understatement. So you see it on draft night like no other, but the Giants fans are right there in New York as well. So yeah, it, it, it can be priceless, these draft reactions, to say the least. Yeah, I think over time, John, the New York Giants fans, they had more confidence in the management because Correct. they went out to win some Super Bowls in this uh, era of, of TV broadcasting the NFL draft with the New York Jets. I remember, let's say, the year they drafted Ken O'Brien from California Davis, and some of the fans knew about his his uh, abilities, but others were perplexed because you had Dan Marino still out there and a number of quarterbacks, and here it is, you draft somebody from a Division II school in California. That was a crazy one, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they weren't the only ones to pass on Dan Marino. Uh, one of the all, uh, the Steelers passed on him, literally. Uh, yes. need, need we say more, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and speaking of quarterbacks, you know, Pennsylvania quarterbacks for that matter, but, you know, when I think of reaction to a draft pick, the one that always comes to mind, given how it turned out, of course, was the negative reaction by Eagles fans, another notoriously boisterous <laughs> yeah. fan base to be nice, I think. Um, the way they booed him, Donovan McNabb coming out of Syracuse when he was drafted was brutal. And he, of course, went on to, you know, just an excellent career of, you know, five NFC championship games, if I remember correctly, one Super Bowl appearance, never got that championship, but by any measure, you know. Um Donovan McNabb had an excellent career. So, but yeah, that, that, that's always the first one that comes to mind. And it's a famous one. It's not just me. A lot of people, ESPN, what have you, NFL will often show the reaction to uh, Donovan McNabb being chosen. But he handled it well. I give him credit. Yeah, absolutely, John. They were misguided. He went on to have an outstanding career. He's a winning quarterback in the NFL. Not everyone can say that. And we speak of this all the time, John, that the league needs 96 quarterbacks, three on each team. And I would say this, if you're an NFL aficionado, you'd probably be able to name maybe half of those quarterbacks. I couldn't name them uh, that many myself. But you need 96 quarterbacks, and they're always searching to, to find somebody to fill that roster. And it's the most difficult position, I feel, to evaluate. Uh, there's been a lot of busts in the first round. We saw Tom Brady, Joe Montana picked in later rounds. Uh, like you said, uh, Dan Marino bypassed by his hometown team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was the sixth quarterback taken that day, I believe. Is that right, John, if I recall? I believe so. 27th pick is my memory. Um, Todd Blackledge was before him, yep. and Ken O'Brien, and uh, John John Elway, of course. I mean, nobody's right. going to dispute that. 1983, Jim Kelly, I believe. Jim was Kelly. In that, was in that draft class. Could be wrong, but... Uh, Ironic, because Jim Kelly, of course, grew up in the shadow of Pittsburgh as well. Marino grew up right smack in the middle of the city, like, a, you know, where he started Pitt, started Central Catholic. And I know I've used this before on the air, but I can't help but say it when it comes up, you know. 
Dan Marino was the LeBron James of football. And by that, I mean, you know, I knew about him. Everybody in Western Pennsylvania knew about him when he was in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. as in grade school. And then uh, his exploits at Central Catholic, right in, right in downtown Pittsburgh, were legendary. Of course, what he did at Pitt, uh, amazing. And so, yeah. And then to have, yeah, I mean, to this day, it seems like, you know, it was false rumors of drug use in college or something that did him in and caused him to drop. It's just so ridiculous looking back on it. And yeah, that's one that, you know, Steeler fans have, uh, you know, never quite gotten over because, you know, they would have had him for the 80s and, and early 90s or mid 90s at least, or maybe the whole 90s. Uh, which is not a time when they – it wasn't like they had Ben Roethlisberger during that period. They were quarterback challenged <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. right. And well, the other name in there, John, was Tony Eason. Tony Eason, of course. Patriots. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he John was their quarterback. Yeah, John Elway. Great John Elway, Todd Blackledge, Jim Kelly, Tony Eason, Ken O'Brien, and Dan Marino. Wow. Amazing. Well, Tony Easton, I've always felt he was maligned. I mean, because he was the quarterback, starting quarterback on the team that, you know, went to the uh, Super Bowl Super back Bowl. there and lost to the 85 Bears. Um, but Easton was a big contributor to that season. Um, Steve Grogan, of course, as well. But, you, you know, um, I've always felt, again, in the play. Patriots won three road playoff games to get there and broke the curse against Miami where they had lost like 20 in a row or something. So, yeah, yeah. I just always feel, uh, you, you know, he deserves more credit, for, especially for that particular season than he got. But anyway, uh, yeah, AP. So it, quite the draft, 1983, to say the least. And as always, you, you said it perfectly. There's only 100 or so jobs in the world for an NFL quarterback that exist. So we'll see. And as always, quarterbacks are right in the spotlight. You know, whether it's Tua, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, um, it's, it'll be fascinating to see uh, what quarterbacks get chosen because at the end of the day, that's the one that's going to evoke the most emotion for sure. Yeah, absolutely, John. Look for a run of, of some quarterbacks, offensive tackles, cornerbacks, and wide receivers in that first round, I think. Exactly, exactly. Way P, uh, can't thank you enough for calling in for your expertise. I'm sure it's going to be a busy couple days for you with all the Alabama players uh, getting drafted, uh, which is the norm these days uh, and for many years. And enjoy it. And we'll look forward to talking about it again next Monday. We'll have a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Absolutely. Thank you, John. My pleasure being on your show as always. All right. And thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.